Ooh, welcome back to the King Melly Podcast. Every voice is welcome and every opinion can be heard. I don't even think that's how it goes, but you know the point. I mean, you get the point. Y'all can't even speak straight after watching that episode. I just finished watching Game of Thrones. Just finished watching what I thought was the season finale of Game of Thrones, but it didn't season finale. That was only episode three. I just, I just watched one of the greatest TV episodes of all time. Quote unquote, the longest TV battle in history. That shit was crazy. Don't give me, don't, don't be afraid though. I ain't about to spoil nothing for nobody. But boy, if you ain't see that, as a matter of fact, even if you don't watch Game of Thrones, go watch that. Go take a look at that episode. That shit, that was crazy, boy. <laughs> Man, I'm hot right now. I don't even want to spoil nothing. But I'm holding it down. I'm holding it down. Um, I don't, I don't really have any sports takes right now. I don't really have any sports takes as of right now. Um, actually, yeah, I do have a couple of sports takes. Let me run through. Houston is six. I'm going to go Portland in seven. For the Eastern Conference, I'm rocking with Boston in seven. And Toronto's getting Philly up out of here four. But um, next week I'll have more of a sports oriented show. I I have I have a guest come on and we'll talk some, some basketball, some football, whatever else is going on in the world of sports. We'll, we'll do we'll say that for next week. But for this week, this week's guest is a is an old friend of mine. Um a classmate, an elementary school classmate actually of mine, Keith Taylor. He is um one of the founders of We Are Inspo. We Are Inspo is a company designed to unite all creators across the New York City area and inspire them to continue creating and hopefully inspire some people who won't even consider themselves creatives to start creating because it's, that's, a, that's a very weird that's a very very weird territory figuring out whether or not you're creative something that I battle with but technically I'm a creative so shout out to everybody who doesn't think they're creative but they actually are creative or shout out to everybody who doesn't think they're creative but actually has some type of creative qualities we are inspo might be the company for you. You could you could follow them at we period r period inspo on Instagram. Check out some of their events. Check out some of their content. See what they have to offer for you. Um, outside of we are inspo, we talk about his experience in product design, uh, where he where he thinks wearable technology is going in the future, and you know everything wearable technology related. I don't, I don't really want to spoil a few, but that's that's the best way I could describe it. Right this is a very interesting conversation because this is the first time i've spoken to anybody in this industry on this podcast so this is the first time we're gonna have somebody from that you know textile hands-on fabricy fashion design kind of world on the show but at the same time it's not fashion design it's weird it's hard to explain but enjoy the episode here's the conversation this way it goes this, down. This, this is all the brainstorming. We just we just came up for a name for it the other day. Uh, yesterday it's the we Inspo House. It's the Inspo House. The Inspo House? Yeah, this is a spot right here. Like this table right here. Like this table right here. It expands out. This is cool. Though. This is a, I like. I yeah. definitely like the wood. Like I like the, I like yeah. the wood and I like the way the wood complements the art. What is that? Because I could, yeah, right before we, when we first pulled up, you had the, the sketch pad. Oh, yeah, yeah, I could yeah, imagine yeah. it was full with a bunch of different yeah. screen printers. And then, we got screen right here. We got the screen over here. Yeah, whatever, we got to project on that. Yeah, project on that, all that good stuff. Um, Then this table right here, this, this is a story to how he got this table, but um, it can expand and we can put, like, 
much longer table. I know what you mean. Yeah, so like it's like a little wood piece that's missing yeah, that you yeah, just pull yeah, out yeah. and put it in the middle. Yeah, it's like two. It's like two or three of them. So we just expand it out and we go here. How many people are on the, on the team? All right, so there's we are there's there's five people. There's myself. There's Shade. There's Shania, Chanel, and Jai. Mm-hmm. That's like the core five team. But we also collaborate with people and like work with people, um, pretty frequently. Um, so on the outside looking in, it may seem like or it's bigger than that. But the mm-hmm. core team is is those five right there. Those five. Yeah. So yeah. so where does your particular journey start with Vi Inspo? Where does, how, where does, does, how did it start? Yeah. How 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 do we are Inspo start? It's how did it start? It's like. Because all, all five of you are friends, right? Regular yeah, we, we actually this all... Is your regular friend group. Yeah, we all went to high school together. Mm-hmm. Um, the funny thing, we weren't all even close in high school. Like, Inspo didn't start until, I guess, we were all in college. Mm-hmm. But, like, for me, starting it, it was... I don't know, it was just kind of like a buildup of things. Um, I felt that there was a need for bringing together this community that's not necessarily doing that. Like, there's a ton of creatives in New York City from... Like artists to designers to all different all different industries. Everyone everyone like. comes from all over the world to come to New York and be a creative. And then mm-hmm. people are growing up in New York being creatives. There's that. There's, that's a whole nother conversation. Like that battle between those two. But but there's a huge influx of this creative energy, and it's, I feel like nothing is there uniting it. Um, it's not. <clears throat> it's it's also very vulnerable because of that. Like there's big companies and big corporations stealing ideas from people who mm-hmm. are creative and so on and blah 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 and there's nothing able to you know protect each other from that um not saying that you know we will have the power to do so but i think we still need to i think we want to provide a safe haven space for like people to just you know fully express themselves um and meet with others from across creative dif- disciplines um we should be trying to collaborate with each other more like, mm-hmm. like everyone's pushing for know collaborations with you know the big dog nike and whatnot but like we can also do that within each other right you, you can start on a smaller scale and, it, and it's funny sure. because a friend of mine was telling me the other day he was like yo if everybody focuses on their strong suit if everybody sure. focuses on what they do yeah. and come together then yeah. we all be able to we all be able to eat much easier yeah, and yeah. Like instead of everybody trying to dip into each other's pocket i mean dip into each other's lanes just, just focus on what you do and then we'll come together not sure that, that a stronger team that actually taps into where the name Inspo came from, mm-hmm. where it's like we should be looking for inspiration within. Like we, we already have the power to be you know, the creators that we want to be. Um, you know, we often look up to the people that we aspire to be, and like the big companies, the big designers that are out there, the big whoever in the creative field. Right. But like they all started somewhere, right? They all started with what they have right now. And you should be inspired by like your environment, your situation, the people you're around, and we should unite come together and work together to like build up to what we want to be build up to what we want to have and that's kind of like where inspo came from mm-hmm. <clears throat> and it's like inspiration is like a cycle right like like the people above we get inspired by um and then when we when we work our way up to that you know we should be inspiring others to do the same who are you know in our position now mm-hmm. um and keep that going like when you get a seat at the table you, you got to pay that Pay that forward, right? right? You gotta, you know, you don't wanna get, go up there and eat by yourself and things. Right, you you didn't like, get there by yourself. Somebody, yeah, like, somebody empowered you to be somebody, able to put you in that somebody position. Somebody inspired so. you to get there. Someone helped you get there. You didn't, you know, do it all on your own necessarily. Um, but like, you know, exactly. And, 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 and it's funny because I lost my thought. Hold on, what yeah. was I going with this? See at the table, 
pay it forward. Sit at the table, pay it forward. Um, you didn't get the advice of all of that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, de- I mean, because I definitely lost the thought. I definitely it's lost the thought. I think I think it was. Um, but that also, I'm just gonna while you thinking. Uh, yeah. That also applies. In, myself. That also applies to not just like creative fields. I feel like it's. I think it's more of a responsibility, of especially like the black community. Like, like, like a lot of us now, like this generation that's coming up now, like the twenties, like, like we're getting jobs and we're getting our foot in doors that like people before us never, never even thought never to look even in, thought right. to look in, never even thought they can get their foot in. And you know, it's our job now to you know open that door wider for the next gen for coming the next generation up. to make it easier for them. Yeah. I remember my thought. <clears throat> what I was saying is it's, it's very easy to look at Nike, look at all of the big companies and aspire to be them. Yeah. And I think what a lot of people are obsessed with, a lot of people are obsessed with winning. A lot of people are obsessed with being number one, sure. with being the brand, the biggest brand. Yeah. But realistically, I've been thinking about it. It's like everybody can't win and everybody can't be number one. Hmm. With that being said, wouldn't it be wise for people to just get comfortable in their own region locally first like before trying their, to be so such these big international like in brands. their niche yeah and, I, and i'm not saying I'm, yeah. not, I'm not telling people to not think big i think you should always think big yeah. and long term but i'm just saying instead of constantly aspiring to be like the big nike the big adidas before yeah. you get to that before you set your <coughs> eyes on that think about conquering what's around you first think yeah. about conquering what's right in front of you first yeah. and then if it's meant to be you'll be able to get to that stage for sure well first thing i love nike i just want Nah, it's a fact. You see what I'm rocking right now. <laughs> you see what shout I'm out, shout out to Nike. Shout out Nike. You never roll Nike. Nike. We good on this side. Nah, they 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 the big dog. But they they as as a matter of fact, because they're the big dog, that's why I have to use them as the example. Yeah, they, they're the first they're the big ones that came to mind. So shout yeah. out to Nike. I mean, that's a that's a good point. That's a good question. Um, I think, I think it kind of goes back to you know starting with what you have, mm-hmm. right? Like working with your environment, working with your audience, working with your people nearest and dearest to you. And just going at it, right? Like you'll, like you can't, you can't fully think through what you know you're working on will turn out to be until you like put it out there in the until universe. You started, right? Yeah, like, like you can't fully think through each step to like get to the big dog until you like put it out there. And you may not, you may see that this framework that you built is not going to be set for that kind of like platform. Like it might be better off as a niche, but like mm-hmm. you have to like literally start put it there put it out there let the world tell you like what it is that you know they they like about it like what it is that you know where it best fits where it like whatever but you can't fully think it through and i think <clears throat> and i think i, I don't know does that kind of answer your question no no no, no definitely it's on it's on the same line it's on the same track because it's, it's very easy for you to okay so you're saying like can everyone be at the top like yeah because everybody because i'm saying I what, everyone i don't think every every brand every business every whatever every entity is made to be you know that big exactly. i don't think there's there's room for that but i mean there's there's a place for everything like there's an audience like i feel like what also happens is that some people who start their their business start their brand or whatever may find out that you know they thought that they would be able to reach like something super big but mm-hmm. it turns out that their audience is better best suit for you know their small niche of exact people and, and they get like frustrated with saying. that. That's what but I'm saying. I don't think that's necessarily something to be frustrated with. It's I don't know, I guess it depends on the person too. Like, no, oh, that's a good question. Because because my th- my thing is this: it's like 
every we all aspire to be great. We all aspire to be the <laughs> yeah, best. Sure. But it's like realistically, when you, I feel like when you get so obsessed with the outcome of what you're trying to do, yeah, and and neglect the process and neglect actually being happy with the process yeah. of, of what you're doing, when that big, when that when that great overall success that you thought that you were gonna have or that grandos winning the championship that you yeah. thought you were going to do when that doesn't happen you're disappointed and you lose yeah. sight of the, the overall purpose of what you're trying to do yeah but and also, i'm not telling y'all to aim to be like oh, the smart, oh no, but no. i'm just saying in general like that's that's just something that sparked in my mind when you brought up everybody aspiring to be big brands right away yeah, for sure. i think um at the start it, uh, you have to like clearly you know define your purpose like like i think we're at it well speaking about inspo mm-hmm. um we're at a stage right now where we're looking at our options like all right so right now we're not anything legitimate like we're not an llc we're not a nonprofit. we're not an established business right so we're at that stage now like oh we got we got this visibility now right mm-hmm. like it's time to like make this official so we can pull in money get this get our events done and whatnot but the, this sort of a beauty <coughs> to the stage though because it's oh, like yeah. you're not really official yet but you're out there people oh know yeah, you. yeah so you can still you can kind of figure it out on the fly almost. like this this goes this kind of goes back to what i was saying about like how like we started with what we had and we just made it happen like mm-hmm. like we we put our prototypes out there right like we we put our money up ourselves we used like the network we had we used the venues we had and we made it happen right but now it's like, like we have something to show so like when it comes to legitimizing now like that's easy like they see like oh we're already doing stuff right like, you have a product already yeah we're not coming to them with like just an idea like yo mm-hmm. this is what we did this is what we have look we got this visibility like we're making this official like and we're trying to that's the stage that we're at um tying back to what you were t- you asked me i forgot where, where i was going with this um it's cool it happens to the best of us <laughs> this is this is my first podcast by the way folks um, now, now you, it's valid. We'll be good. Yeah, <clears throat> it's good. I, I did have a question though. Yeah. How how difficult has it been for you guys to figure out your smallest viable market? What I mean by that is finding that that niche audience. Yeah. The, 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 like find like really zeroing, narrowing down on that target audience. How difficult was it for you guys at first to define who that target audience was? Because there's five different people that came together to start this. So yeah. I imagine that all five of you probably had a different vision in mind. Yeah. Initially, so how difficult was it was it for you guys to like narrow that in and and focus in on that target audience? Um, to be honest, I don't think that was that was a hard part really. Like, I think um, like on our first event, we had like over two hundred fifty like RSVPs and mm. like people coming out. Like, that surprisingly wasn't really the hard part. I would say like for me, the hardest part like dealing with people was you know getting that core team. Right, like I originally had, you know, had big dreams and ideas of like, you know, I had like a bunch of people that I wanted to be a part of this like mm-hmm. core team of inspo. I reached out to everyone. It was about twelve people, and then ended up just cutting down to like five, mm-hmm. which is no, 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 you know, no pun to you know the people yeah, who aren't shit, still no there. Like, them, yeah. yeah, like it, like it's, it just wasn't shit, shit happens. Like yeah. it's, it's just, it's how shit happens. Right. So like, we got them to the core five team, and they, you know, stuck with it. Like, and I got my core team, and you know, I'm sticking with it. That was the hardest part, really, was, like, damn, like, I have this idea. Like, I want people to, like, I want people to want this vision as much as I want it. Mm-hmm. And, like, it's not, I can't expect that out of no one. That was the hardest part for me. It was, like, you know, learning that. It's, like, damn, I got the vision. Like, I see it. Like, this is real. Like, this can really happen. Yeah, you, feel, you like, almost feel it. Yeah, so, like, like I literally, in this room, like, I 
called up like 12 people I knew, 12 of my friends or whatever in here, like pitching them my idea of inspo. Mm-hmm. And, you know, after a while, like they were originally with it first or whatever, but as time went on and, you know, people started, people started like, waiting out, right? Yeah, like, again, no shade to anyone. Like, that's just, it's just how shit it is. happens. Like, and then we got down to the five teams. So, like, you know, I, I love this team in depth. Like, like people who people who stick with it at the original start, like, nothing happens. Like, like this is just the beginning stages. Like, we didn't do anything yet. This is just off the strength of, like, my idea and my mm-hmm. communication about, like, what it is that, you know, we should do with Inspo. And then, you know, again, it's not just me, not just my vision, too. Like, then, you know, they get the core of it, like, the core of the idea. And then they start to throw, you know, their ideas and their pitches and, like, sway where, you know, where Inspo should really go and stuff right. like that. Um, well, yeah, like, like I love this team. Like, this is the people who you should, like, you know, when it's at the start, you know, you got the people who believe in it at the start. Like, you need to hold them down forever. Like, like but for, for some people, <laughs> right, a lot of people say that it's hard for them to find people or find a, a solid five. For some people, it's very oh, difficult yeah. to find so, five solid oh, yeah. people oh, yeah. that for they sure. trust to be able to start out sure. a business. So how, how would you recommend somebody who doesn't really know anybody that has, like, yeah. a business mind or that can bring anything to to a, to a table for uh, um, an idea like this? How sure. would you recommend they go about finding people to do that with? Again, like, start with what you have. You got yourself. Right? You got yourself. You may not have other people to do it with, but mm-hmm. you got yourself. You got to, like, at least... You got to come to the table with something, like... Like, that's, I think that's the best way to go about it is, like, don't just come with, like, you know, I got this idea, like, just off the top of your head, like, mm-hmm. you know, try it, try it, like, like, have a prototype done, like, like, something, like, at least come to the table with something. That's the best advice I can do. Like, literally just start with what you have. If that's yourself, then you got to, like, at least start, you know, try something. Right, just start, just just get the ball rolling and see where it yeah, goes. Yeah, like, just literally that's it. And, and staying in the same vein of, of, of what you bring to the table, what do you specifically bring to the table where we got Inspo? I remember prior to us recording, yeah. you said you were telling me that everybody brings something different to the table. Yeah. All five of you work in different industries. For sure. So for you particularly, what do you bring to the table? All right, well, I'll, I'll say what um, everyone in the team does. So mm-hmm. myself, my background is um, I'm about to receive a formal degree in mechanical engineering. Um, I have a minor in product design, mm-hmm. and I work in like around a lot of innovation, so around the like functional fabrics, wearable technology, smart textiles. That's like I'm around innovation a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, you know, I've tapped into, like, different creative mediums, so, like, photography, videography, like, and so on and so on. Mm-hmm. Um, and then there's Shade. She is an aspiring fashion designer. Mm-hmm. Um, she got her formal degree in production management. Um, she works at, you know, Tommy John, which is, like, a, a fashion company. Um, she's does, like, the creative stuff on her own, but then she also works in, like, business. But then she also just does other things as well. Shania, there. Shania and Shade have a similar like background. Mm-hmm. Um, Shania is a colorist at J Crew. So, um, they're both also creatives and fashion designers. Like oh, it, yeah, everyone's I, just. I might have to hit for some J Crew discounts. <laughs> 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 might have to might have to swing her Instagram for some J Crew discounts. So the prices be a little iffy sometimes. <laughs> um yeah, like everyone is very multifaceted too. Like mm-hmm. like I'm just saying like. I'm just trying to simplify it as much as possible, just right. you know, say it. But um, and then Chanel is she's like a P, she's a PR. Um, she's she does PR. Um, she, I forgot what company she works at, but she literally is the plug to New York. I feel like she, like, she's the publicist of the group. She's a publicist of the group. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. She's she's dope. Everyone's dope, honestly. Um, and then Jai, he's like the core artist, like artist at heart. Um, his position is like art director. I should have said the positions. Um. But yeah, that's kind of that's kind of the team right there. Um, everyone's so multifaceted. I 
they're probably gonna be mad at me for my descriptions that I just gave. <laughs> like, I'm sorry, I, I'm not perfect with this. But um, now we, no, we definitely have an idea what everybody brings to the table. Yeah, like everyone, does. I literally can't do this without like the team. Honestly, it's a fact. How, how did you, how did you like your, your your desire or not your desire, but your interest in product design? How did that spark? It's, um, let's see. I so like going to school, like starting Drexel, like applying for mechanical engineering and whatnot. I was originally interested in like cars and like robotics. And like I tried to join this car club, and they wasn't really like I wasn't fucking with the vibe, and so I left. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I was do- getting into research, and I was around like um, wearable technology and smart textiles. And in that lab that I was in, it was a mix of like engineers, fashion designers, like product designers, mm-hmm. industrial material scientists. Like just at the core of it is like a big collaboration, like between different fields, and like that's where I got exposed to design. And I started taking classes in it, and then I just fell in love with it. And I wish I, you know, I started my whole—I wish I could start my whole ed- educational career over and start with you know just design at the core. Wait, so, so how, how did you even get like how did you even get your foot in the door with those things? Like you were just yeah, how did man, you get around those people in the first place. All right, so get more specific in in how I got into that. Um, it's, it was a Drexel program. Mm-hmm. Um, it was called it was called the Star Program. So students attacking advanced research, and um, it was for students. Starting a sophomore year, who you know had a strong freshman year, they can apply for it and whatever blah blah blah. And Drexel has a lot of research labs on campus, mm-hmm. and so I applied. Um, I got in, and then it was time for me to like look at the different research labs that are available. And I saw that there was a research lab run by you know a, f- a faculty faculty member in fashion design. And I was like, all right, this seems dope, because like coming from New York, like I was always interested in fashion. You know, growing up playing ball, like yes. like hip hop, all that, like. I just love fashion. It's ingrained in the culture. That's just how yeah, 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 for sure. Like I was always, I was like, I was always into fashion at at some point. So mm-hmm. I was like, let me check it out. And you know, it was more you know, in innovation, not just you know, fashion. And then we were working with material scientists and all these types of different fields of work. And I was just like, yeah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna start here. And that's where it, that's where it kind of started. And like that's kind of where that was kind of like my home at Drexel, like away from you know classes and whatnot. So I was working part time there and also being a student. Um, so that's a whole nother side of you know my world. So like there's the my personal aspirations and career like goals is kind of being in that innovation space, mm-hmm. and then what I do for the community and what I like return the investment I got you know, from Brooklyn and New York. That's like inspo. That's that's like the community. So, so, so let's, let's deviate from inspo for a little bit. Yeah, let's, yeah. Let's, let's go into the personal realm. Yeah. As far as innovation goes, right. <clears throat> Did you know, did you always know when you were working with them that you wanted to focus on innovation specifically? I remember you, um, you mentioned something called smart textile, too. I, I just yeah, yeah, yeah. What is smart textile? All right, so, like, so when you think of wearable technology, right, you might think of... Oh, I'm, I'm thinking of this. Like, I'm thinking of the clothes we got on right now. I'm thinking oh, yeah. Of, like, oh, like, like Google first... Glass, like, Apple Watch, um, oh, so all those kind fabric. of gadgets. Not even clothes. No, no, like no, no, that's, no, no. I'm getting into that. So, like... Okay. That's what kind of people first think of when they hear like wearable technology or whatever. But smart textiles and like functional fabrics are like way more integrated. Mm-hmm. So it's less of the clunkiness, less of like the obtrusive like additions to your like garments and whatnot. It's very like at the core, it's like very integrated into like your textiles. And it doesn't have, just have to be clothes. Like if you look around, there's so there's textiles everywhere, right? There's textiles on this chair, like this upholstery, there's pillows, there's like car interiors there's like all kinds of stuff so when you say textile you literally mean the texture of it it's like it's like more so like the fabric the like fabric the, of it the way it's constructed like there's different ways of constructing 
like fabrics. It's I see what you're saying because yeah. in the, for example, I'm looking at it like um, from from a suit standpoint. Yeah. Like how something will be wool versus herringbone. Yeah. Versus like um a cashmere blend. Or something yeah, like, like that's like that's as like, far as like the how it's like, actually manufactured and built. Yeah, that's different construction like of like the fabric, but but like what we what we do is like integrate different technology and different like new materials and like so a lot of it can be like from new sensing it can be um like integrating electronics into it but making it very like unobtrusive making it way more integrated to where it's not like like it's it should feel as it feels now as a textile like with your regular clothes it shouldn't be like it shouldn't be obtrusive. It should look like it shouldn't feel like it shouldn't feel like you had on like a it shouldn't feel like it shouldn't feel like you. yeah. It like shouldn't you shouldn't feel have like, to constantly be yeah, itching yourself, scratching, trying you to get You shouldn't feel the wires and like the your breadboard and like all those electronic components. It should look very like integrated and feel integrated and just be you know a functional fabric. So I guess my question is, what what's the purpose of this technology then? Um, there's, I mean, there's there's a lot of, um investment from the department of defense in it like there's a lot of potential uses in the medical field a lot of potential uses in military a lot of potential uses in sports sports apparel and so on um the lab that i work with is actually evolving into um the pennsylvania fabric discovery center Mm -hmm. um and that's a facility that's funded by the department of defense so where would you guys be discovering fabric we're discovering fabric. No, nah, that's that's the first thing that came to mind. <laughs> so keep it it's, it's called the PAFDC. Mm-hmm. It's in it's at Drexel University. Um, it, Drexel University is like the the home of that PAFDC. Um, and so like again, we're going to be working with um, all different fields of you know professions. Um, we're going to have a ton of like machinery, like um, different uh, knitting machines, different weaving machines, different embroidery machines, like all top of the notch like technology from 3d printers to um laser cutters to like just all those different tools that you know are top of the line and you can work with to do these kind of projects um you know we work with electrical engineers we work with material scientists so like people who are literally making new materials like we're thinking about how we can construct it into something that's you know product ready mm-hmm. something that can be used in something that can actually function in like a military setting that can be functioning in medical settings that can be more protective that can be more biodegradable and so on like this it's this the possibility is definitely endless no like like literally that field it's a it's a whole new field and it's like there's no like straight up um like major you can study to get into it there's Mm -hmm. no like one way of entry um i came into it you know as a on 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 paper a mechanical engineer but I have a background in design as well, and then like I learned hands on about textiles. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a really interesting field. Like, I don't have like. So, for example, I got a perfect yeah, yeah, example. Yeah, sure. I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. It's starting to click to me a little bit nah, how, yeah, like, yeah. how the industry. It's like, cool because like I never it's really, really like. Is is like I never really talk about this side of me like mm-hmm. to, to most people like, um like, um, yeah like this is just a whole. So it sounds like it sounds like the like, first time that you're ever speaking about this publicly is on the King. Probably podcast. yeah for sure yeah yeah. yeah. So we got <laughs> we got exclusive content here on the podcast. <laughs> yeah man like it's crazy. Right, for, for example, are you familiar with the um with the NBA jerseys that can 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 connect oh, to chain, your phone, phone? That can connect to your phone. I saw I saw something well, that like it connects to an app or something like that and basically did I it think, change did it change the name and number? I think I saw a video. I saw of that it. too. I saw yeah, that yeah, it was yeah. at the Sloan conference. I'm if I'm not mistaken. With yeah, the, I saw I saw a video. And like you could press it and it changes, like it literally alters the whole jersey. 
yeah. color and all. Like it, yeah. it went from a Lakers jersey to a Chicago jersey, yeah, or something like that. Is yeah. that an example of that type of technology? I yeah, me, you can you can say that. Um, sure, I like defining wearable tech versus functional fabrics and versus like smart textiles. Like that all gets very confusing. Um, I just kind of like stated based on like how well integrated it is, but um, I think that you know, I guess it has a purpose like. Um, it has a place to be, like like they showed it to be used in the NBA or whatever. Like, it has a place to be. I, I guess I guess for for uh, the first thing that comes to mind is somebody that's a, a fan that's a minimalist that doesn't yeah. like a lot of clutter. Yeah, people. And he buy and he wants like five, but he likes basketball. Yeah, that's a lot. the kind of he discussion. He buys like five different jerseys. Yeah, he could just consistently continuously flip through it. My question yeah. is though, how would he be able to wash something like that? You yeah, know what I mean, you, you can't really put really, that in the dryer. There's I mean, actually not dryer to wash <laughs> there's actually a project that's talked about. Um, in my lab um that like this kind of a similar situation where it's like instead of being able to have like multiple you know shirts you should just have one and then like i, I don't know how <laughs> deep i can talk about it but like it's, it's like, deep like that, these are the kind of discussions that i have like where it's like you know i think the the hardest thing about like this field is like finding this the correct like use cases for it like the technology is is being developed like it's going to be here to like the small like you know, electronics and stuff, they're gonna be able to be into our clothes and stuff like that. But I think the most important part is being able to determine like the correct use cases for it, or else it'll just be like stuff like, oh, we'll have, you know, um, I'm getting an idea, but it's relatable to what we do. But like, like for example, having one jersey, like mm-hmm. instead of you know different multiple jerseys, like okay, that's that can be a thing, but like how useful is it? Like what? How necessary is how it? necessary is it? Right? right, like I think, you know, defining those right use cases to where it's like very meaningful is the most important thing for you know this kind of new field. I, I feel like for you, the, I feel like one of the best types of products will be something like, well, first of all, I think anything waterproof is fire. Yeah, that was a contradiction, but you know what I mean. I think I feel like anything that's waterproof is wavy. I think anything sure. that's waterproof is efficient. Oh, yeah. So like, what about fabric where it's like, because you know how waterproof fabric has like has that. A different type of texture, or for too. example, like or yeah. like your coat. Example, like, this is water exactly. This coat is water resistant. So like a ski jacket. Is no what if we can it. make fabric that's 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 wool? That's like what? Or the, that's cotton, I should say. Now this I'm, I'm, this is yeah. cotton. What if we can make fabric that's cotton that absorbs the water? It doesn't have like the same texture and feel as well, that's technically waterproof. Well, cotton waterproof. It, well, cotton does absorb water. When oh. I say absorb, like it, <laughs> yeah. it, it, it repels it. Yeah, it repels yeah, the water. Yeah, that's, I mean. There's some things that like we can't change, like like cotton at the core, like it's a hydro. I can't. It's like hydro. It's a hydrophilic like material, like mm-hmm. hydrophilic. So like it's very absorbent of water. Um. So like there's certain things that you know, like we can't really change cotton, but like I don't know. You can. I think you can do like coatings with it. Like, um. You can do coatings with the cotton. Like yeah, people coat like um. Oh, coding. I thought coding. when I said yo, when I when I heard coding, I thought like somebody was oh, coding, making the coding in the. I thought they were like nah, making no, the cotton in the lamb, nah, and you could like change the DNA of the cotton nah. so that I'm, I'm like, I mean, that's some shit. I don't know, like that's some shit. Uh, <laughs> nah, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, like there's, I don't know, like this. This is a really new field. It's like, it's really interesting. I don't know. I feel like I'm growing like with this new field. Like I came into, you know, the lab at the time that you know things were kind of getting started mm-hmm. and whatnot and now it's like growing as i'm like growing as a student it's interesting how, how do you feel about people who say that athletes aren't getting stronger and aren't getting faster aren't aren't what i mean by that is this a lot of people make the argument that 
human beings aren't getting faster and stronger as we make it seem but in turn the technology that they're wearing the technology that they're wearing to support their actual yeah. sport is getting better which makes which gives us the illusion that they're getting faster and stronger oh i see but definitely the technology is definitely like technology's been exponent it's been like an exp- exponential growth like since i don't know what year but it's just exponentially growing um how do i feel about that i mean because what did you want to take some credit for that? So this, in a way, because it's like <laughs> technically, technically speaking, without this industry, without this field, athletes wouldn't be getting, they wouldn't be playing at the level that they're playing right now. Because for example, if you compare the um the Converse, the Converse Chuck Taylors oh, used to play yeah, yeah, back in the 70s versus the technology yeah. that they have now on their feet, yeah. you could definitely make the case that if the guys back in the 70s had the technology that they had on their feet now, that they'd be just as good at putting up the same amount of numbers. Yeah. Or they'd probably be able to avoid half the injuries that yeah, they I had. Yeah, I think that's what I was going to get into is like, I think... You know, they'll be more like they'll have a more like sustaining career. Like they'll be able to play longer. Like their bodies are able to be you know well better kept. Like they're mm-hmm. be, they're able to be better diagnosed. Like like there's there's more devices where you can like wear as you're playing and it kind of like monitors like your your body. That's kind of like the big thing with like this field too is like the medical uses. Like mm-hmm. really like medical uses and the like for military uses and stuff like that. But um, yeah, like with athletes, it's like they just can better monitor their bodies. They can be better, like, diagnosed. They can be better taken care of. Like, I think that that's kind of the big thing with it, really. That's um, a fact. I, th- I think that... Like um, this, yeah, like, these new age of athletes, like, they get the best of the best tech, like, behind the locker rooms. And, like, and, 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 and medicine is improving every day. So, it's like, yeah, for sure. they, definitely, they definitely grew up at the right time. It definitely did. Yeah, for sure. I think that... um Like, yeah, well, sorry. It, it Yeah, it crazy looking back, like, they were in Converse, like, balling in but Converse. But it was really balling like, in Converse. I would never... No ankle support. I would never ball like, like, at that point, you, you pretty much you might as well just You might as well just play barefoot. You might as well just play in your socks if, if that's the case. And, and it's crazy it's because crazy. these are like... A, a plantar fasciitis, plantar fasciitis would put you out yeah. for a good month. Now yeah. that's like a two, three week injury. Injury. Yeah, but back exactly. in the day, that was easily a month to six weeks. Yeah, shout out, to, shout out to Tech. Shout right. Out. All the strength of the medicine just wasn't that strong, and they just didn't have the um the support in the, in the technology that they were playing in. For sure, and like, and like the hyper adopts that came out, like that's, I mean, I don't, I don't, I don't think a lot of people were wearing them like on court. Right? I was, I was getting ready to ask you about that. I was, I, funny <clears> you brought that up. I was going to ask you if you ever tried them on. No, I haven't tried them on. I've, I've. I don't, have I seen them in person? I haven't seen them in person, but I've just seen them so much on like media and whatnot. Yeah, because they've been they've been shoving that Jason the Jason Tatum ads in your face. Yeah, 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 yeah. Jason Tatum. <laughs> <laughs> I think with um Paul, nah, Paul George wears his own sneaker. Yeah, Paul George right. probably wears his own sneaker. Well, I know Jason Tatum definitely wears them. I, I, he I wears them on court. I haven't seen. He wore nah, them, them? them on court in the All Star game, I believe. If I'm not mistaken. Was that it? Was it just like that one show off game, like just to show it off, or does he wear like? That's a good question. I got to pay more attention. To, to so I really haven't seen that many people, but I definitely think that he wore them in the All Star game. I think he wore them in All Star game. I don't know. I don't know if a lot of people have been gravitating to, to it though. Yeah, like like a lot of regular people. Like I haven't even heard a lot yeah, of regular people gravitating yeah, to like, it. I haven't. Well, like the, the the conversation that I've been hearing and having, a lot of people have been saying that it's overpriced and it, they don't see the point in it. Oh yeah, for sure. Because it's, it's running at like three hundred dollars, I think, to retail. Oh, wait, how retail. much? Three hundred? I think retail. Let me double check. Three hundred. I mean, people pay three hundred for sneakers. Yeah, people pay three hundred sneakers. Definitely. Five hundred, six hundred sneakers, but. I think people, I think people just using that as an excuse to say that they don't like them. Yeah, period. my uh, my brother has the has the sneakers, but they're not here. It's at his at the other crib. Mm-hmm. I haven't seen them in person though. 
How does he feel about them? Did he ever tell you? I think. I mean, I just remember when he first got him, like he was that excitement of like getting it. And, yeah. Like, you know, they got the, the the beautiful packaging and like the experience of opening you. up, <laughs> and, like getting the app open, get putting it on for the first time. What oh, is the like, app attached to it too? No, oh, yeah. You know, it's app- funny. That's not the first time Nike's in the app thing. This is this is the second time they the, um that they tried the app situation. Cause I remember they had the, the uh in the in the hyper dunks. I think in like 2013 yeah. they had like that the Nike Plus app. Yeah, and that was the first iteration of it. When they they pushed it out with LeBron though, this time with Jason Tatum yeah. back in the day with LeBron, and that was the video where like LeBron was in the gym by himself and he had like a forty inch vertical uh-huh. or something like that. He don't got the that Nike no more. App. He don't got that no more. Definitely. But uh, the app the app is what allows you to control like the tightness of the lacing. So like there's like different settings you can put on it. You can like control how much how tight you want your sneakers and whatnot. So like it's you have to have the app in order to control like the sneaker. Like you get mm-hmm. to change like the there's like there's like uh like a couple like lights on the on the sole of the sneaker I think like on the midsole where you can you know change the color from like blue to green and whatnot like little stuff like that but that ultimately that's what ties your shoe your phone mm-hmm. ties your shoe now basically I didn't even realize it was a phone I, I thought that I, I literally thought you put your foot in the shoe and it automatically just adjusts to your foot I think it I think when you put it on like at first it goes to like I'm not don't quote me on this like I'm not mm-hmm. but I think when you put it on it goes to like a setting that you have set. But, like, you ultimately control, like, how tight or whatever you want it on the phone. Makes sense. So. Wait, that's crazy to me. We tie our shoes with our phone now. <laughs> Bro, we're doing everything with the phones now. Like, people don't even want to bend over to tie their shoes. It's getting scary now. It's like. That's wild. What, what else are we willing to do? What, are, what else are we willing to relinquish Yeah, to like, that goes back to, like, like what I'm saying, like, it's, it's about the use case, right? Like. We can always come up with like some funky gadgets that like sound cool and like we looks cool for the moment, but like, is it really? How long would it last? Exactly, is, is yeah. long term. All these, are, are all these gadgets gonna last? Yeah, and like, there's there's a lot of products like that too. Like, it's, I don't know, that's a, that's a. What do you think some of the medical benefits of the other stuff are? I mean, you, you mentioned um, that a couple of times. Do you think that, you think that is something that would be long term? Yeah, I think field? I think like the medical is probably the biggest, uh, like feel that can apply this kind of technology like functional fabric smart text so i was like how i was saying with the kind of sensing that you can do like like active sensing like being able to wear clothes that like literally are sensing you without you having to be connected to like big machines and whatnot like every day you can check your the status of you know your heart check the status of like the of injury you previously had like basically all from like the clothes that you were already wearing like like we wear clothes every day right like, facts we were we always have some kind of fabric on our body like imagine integrating the technology to do that kind of sensing into it like it's already there we just you already have the canvas on for mm-hmm. that you just need to figure out how to you know, i'm surprised apple hasn't it. hasn't done that already i don't know if apple's i haven't because from the time they implemented the, I mean, they got, um, they the, got the medical watch, app the apple watch yeah, yeah, yeah the apple watch that's that too, from the apple time watch is app, also the number one selling just watch in the world which is and it's funny a lot of people i know that have apple watches two three months after they buy the apple watch they don't even touch it yeah i have an apple watch it's like somewhere you know those like plastic bins that you get when you go to college mm-hmm. like it's in it's somewhere you don't even like know a, where it's at it's in one of those like <laughs> in philly like i don't know where it's at <laughs> no i remember when they when apple first put the um the, the medical app or either the medical app or like a heart rate app or i run or something yeah. like that I remember yeah. when they first did that. I'm surprised they haven't tried to. They haven't tapped into that industry yet, because that's technically technology. Yeah, that's I mean, still, that's I still technology. So they might be like, I've, I don't know, but like uh, back to like the the medical like um, application. Like there's like for like, like yeah like the active sensing, um like being able to like kind of like let's say if you have to talk to your doctor or meet with your doctor, like, mm-hmm. 
imagine being able to virtually meet your doctor and they can you know without physically being there they can check like your your vitals like your your you know how's your body doing like and whatnot without you know having to physically be there and actually a project that we had in the lab a while back was um it was this rehabilitation glove um and it had it had like artificial tendons that were connected to motors and it can like literally control your fingers That's and fire. move it um and like what they were working on was you know imagine having two of these gloves that you know can move your fingers can like read your range of motion in your fingers and you know you're a patient and the doctor's wearing the same like another glove but it's the same like device and she can monitor like say if you you know you like damage your finger and you're trying to get you know the feel back she can literally feel like how much range of motion you have like regained you yo know? that's like a that's like an episode of black mirror where the dog you watch black mirror yeah i watched Netflix? black mirror i haven't seen all the episodes like, nah, i mean neither but one of the episodes i did yeah, watch it was, it was something it was, like that something like that like the doctor pretty much could feel the pain of the heart yeah basically patient, like yeah so that he could better diagnose what the patient was going yeah, through yeah but then he ended up getting addicted to the pain that the patients were going through and then he oh i think they see the episode yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So there's yeah, always there's always, there's always pros and cons to that stuff, but that's definitely way because yeah. Think about all the times you ever been, either either you or somebody you know has been in a situation where like you having a, like a, an ache or a pain, but you can't really yeah, you can't really describe words. it, yeah, for sure. But if the, if the doctor can feel it, then it's like, yeah. all right, that's that, that's this, yeah, that's wavy. I mean, there's there's so many other like applications, like the the couple that I mentioned aren't you know aren't all of them, but just off the top of my head, what I can recall, or think of. Nah, I, th- I think I think this type of technology definitely does have um a room in the medical field. Yeah, I think sure. it's just a matter of which company is gonna is gonna take the risk to um to to try it out first. Oh, there's a there's a there's a company that's likely going to be the apple of this field. I was getting ready to ask you, do it's you called, is, is, is that has been has that been an issue for a lot of companies to penetrate this field um, or to even take risk in this field? Have people been scared or is um, there already there's a like big there's player? like a lot of startups who like like. Starters and Kickstarters, Indiegogo's, or whatever that like are pushing wearable tech products and whatnot. Mm-hmm. Um, but there's actually like a like s- someone of a known big dog in like the realm of smart textile, functional fabrics. It's called it's called My Ant, and they're based in Toronto. My Ant. My Ant. Yeah, they have like a couple products out now, I think, um, or some that are releasing. But like the way people talk about them and like the, this field is like they're going to be like the apple of like this field and whatnot um so you think this field will only be restricted like so you think this field will only be restricted to people that companies specifically in the textile industry or do you think other companies are going to try to dip and dab in this industry as well too like for example an apple coming out with a shirt or an article of clothing that automatically syncs up one of the with their stock app yeah or something like that um i don't know um i think there's gonna have to be a lot of collaboration done for sure, because um, Apple, you know, traditionally, at their core, they don't really have much textile like a textile like I don't know a portion of their company that you know focuses on, on that. True. Um, and like to to get into that field, they would need to like understand how textiles work. They would need to you know be at the core of you know textiles. Um, I think I think you, I feel like you can always outsource it though. Like, oh yeah, for sure. Like that's what I mean. Like that. a lot of collaboration, a lot of like going across industries. Like that's what's so interesting about this new field. It's like there's not one like pathway into it. Like there's it requires a lot. Like that's that's kind of everything when you think about it now. Like it's mm-hmm. like even even if for example even if you're somebody is searching for a job, yeah, 
trying to f- narrow down into one industry could be difficult because it's like every industry almost oh, intertwines yeah, yeah, with yeah. each other now. It's like it's no like it's to the point where it, is everything just gonna come together and be one big <laughs> one nah, big industry know, one day? Like it's like so many different companies are tapping into so many different industries at the same time. Yeah. For example, Amazon's a company that's involved in every single industry. Like they they pulled up and copped Whole Foods, like they they in pharmaceuticals now. Jeez. They dominate the logistics yeah. industry, so it's just like yeah. companies are seeing that. And going back on the original conversations of everybody want to be the big brand right away, companies are seeing that blueprint, seeing that business model, and seeing, yo, we got to figure out a way to dominate and dominate yeah. multiple industries. So it's like that's changing the playing field for people. Like it's it's, yeah. it's very interesting to watch that and pay attention to that. Yeah, business is is interesting. I'm not like a I don't follow like the big business as much, but mm-hmm. like whenever I do like kind of tap into it, I just get like, damn, like. Shit. Nah, that shit is crazy at the top. Some shit, man. <laughs> that shit is crazy at the top. And like it's like and we see brands for like we see brands on the outside, right? But like we have to remember there's there's people behind those brands. Facts. Like, like there's people who are calling these shots, like making these decisions, like the same with like the big outrages that are going on in the fashion houses, like with these people who are, you know, purposely, you know, tapping into black outrage with mm-hmm. like, you know, Gucci and all that stuff. Like there's people behind like there's people who are calling these shots. It's a fact. Like it's and like I've, there's people okay in this stuff. Yeah, like like, um. So again, like, I don't know. This, like the big businesses, like it's interesting, man. Have you guys? I'm in school. Have you guys been focusing yeah. specifically on a on, on an industry or a market or? Uh, you, have you nah, guys been like, reaching out to creators of all different works, walks of life? Yeah, I don't. Like, we're not really like a a business that has a product that we're trying to sell. We're not trying to like tap into a market now when, like, when i say when i say focus on a, a certain industry yeah. i mean like because you guys are, are, are you guys are made to serve creatives yeah. so i'm saying are you guys looking to serve creatives of a certain industry only or are you oh no 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 all across the no nah, no nah, yeah all, all across the board that's kind of like even at the core of the team that's kind of what we are too none mm-hmm. of us are like we're not all just like you know visual artists we're not all just you know graphic designers or anything like that like it's a multitude of things that we all do and bring to the table mm-hmm so I feel like if the core is at is that, then like the you know our overall aim and community that we serve is is going to be you know very wide and broad, which is which is pretty cool, I think. Um, yeah. What has the what, what has the response been like from from the creative so far? Um, I mean it's it's been pretty dope, honestly. Like like I said, the first event, like this is you know just us throwing our idea out for the first time like yo we're going to have an inspo expo we want to we're bringing together all these different creatives and we're we have you know this this venue space which is our canvas we can set it up however the, however the hell we want like showcase your work you can sell your shit you can you know do whatever like mm-hmm. just bring your work in go whatever and you know we've had people come out to events like all the time like and then the, the we did we did other events also like we always just have like good turnouts good energy like Everyone you know, fucks with division. Everyone fucks with Inspo. Like, we haven't had any bad blood, honestly. Like, it's all it's all love. And it's only the beginning, huh? I said, and it's only the beginning. It's only the beginning. It's crazy, man. Like, how you how are you guys able to secure that um that um the Nike project? All right, so what's the story behind that, bro? It's a crazy story, honestly. Like, it's like <laughs> shit, man. <laughs> like it, like when I tell you this shit came left field, bro. Like, like it it came out of nowhere. Like, so it came. It came at, like, when I was... So, remember when I tell you, like, I got, like, these two worlds going on. Like, mm-hmm. my personal stuff that like, happens mostly in Philly and in, like, New York is, like, Inspo, blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. So, like, it came when I was in Philly, like... So, like, um, in the research lab that I worked in, like, we have, like, 
people that are neighbors to us and we work in like this big center so there's a lot of different people working and whatnot mm -hmm. and um this dude this guy named kareem kareem edward shout out kareem he's a he's a brother he's a he's a he got a phd from stanford he's like an educator he used to teach out in compton like he's big on Know, empowering like young shout out to the brothers putting on the young brothers on. Right, for sure. Shout out to the, and to the ones that are paying it forward. Facts. Um, so he works like he works in the center that I work in, and we met for the first time like this summer or whatnot. Chopped it up or whatever, and he was like, he's trying to build a sneaker lab at Drexel University, which you know allows kids or whatnot at a young age to be able to, you know, learn about engineering, sciences design mm -hmm. through the medium of sneakers so he's trying to build a lab and whatnot and he ran a camp last summer for like young kids in the promise zone of philadelphia which is um primarily you know african-american young african-american kids and it was a it was, i think it was like a couple days or a week camp and i worked with him on the camp like um i did like like a day or two you know running the sneaker workshops with him um that was kind of like the first time we really like you know worked together interacted mm -hmm. And so that happened in the summer, and then I'm back at school and working part-time in my lab and whatnot. And then he hits me like, um, like it was mad, it was mad <laughs> random, bro. Like, so I was random. Like, he hit me like, like, um, like, cause he has people, he has friends that connects to Nike internally who work there and whatnot. Mm -hmm. And they were they were putting out word about a program that they're trying to start. And like, the information is vague as hell. Like, it's like. I guess the criteria was like young African American from like eighteen twenty five doing great things. Sounds like something Nike would do. Yeah, like doing great things in the community. But like now, nah, that's a that's another thing. It's it's not something Nike would do. There's there's people like remember there's people behind the company. Like shout out to the people who like started this program. Like I'll get into that later. Mm -hmm. But like it took like for them to do what they did to get this program like running is is beyond. Like it's it's amazing. But back to like so he hit me and it was like, yo, there was a there's this program that Nike's doing like. Um, um, if you want, I can put your name down. Like, I'll send you like the, you know, I'll send you what you need to fill out, whatever, and send it back to me. And, like, this is finals week of like, full of like fall term. I'm like, I'm not even thinking much of it. I'm just like, like, yeah, whatever. Just send it to me. I'll fill it out. <laughs> I'll, look, I'll look at that when I get a chance. So. Like, yeah, like whatever. I'll like, I'm like, I'm working. Like, I got finals to study. I'm just like, yeah, yeah, for sure. Like, I got you. Whatever. Send it to me. I fill it out. Whatever. Send it back to him. And then they're like. I'm getting emails and like calls from Nike. I'm like, like yo, what is going on? Right now? <laughs> <laughs> like, hey, hold on, I'm just trying to study, man. I don't know what y'all talking about with this program. Like, yo, they're trying to schedule calls and when I'm like, yo, hold up, hold up, wait a minute. Like, <laughs> like bro, I really got to study for this final. Like, like, and like I had to schedule calls and like they were calling me and like, and the rest is history. Like, like it was just a bunch of like calls, meetings. Like they were asking, you know. It wasn't. It was like informal interviews. So mm -hmm. like, I know they were gonna ask. I knew they were gonna ask me like, you know, tell me about yourself. Like, yeah, regular, regular interviews. Yeah, so like I was prepared to walk. answer those questions. And right. Like, like I hit them with my answers. They were just like blown away with it. Like the team that was like running the program, like they were blown away. They loved it. And you know, it's not just myself in the program. So like, there's other people around the country that got like I guess nominated or applied mm -hmm. for this. Like it wasn't like a big like it wasn't a website where you can apply for it. It had to be like some kind of connection to it. Like I got lucky with just like from Kareem, like, yo, like, do you want me to put your name down? Like they t I heard about this program. Like you're the first person I thought of whatever. And I was like, sure. Why not? Yeah. And then, um, yeah, it was about calls and like setting up like traveling and whatnot. And like, this is all happening within like 
two weeks, like the whole scheduling of like, yo, we got to do a video. So from shoot. the time you got the first initial call up until the, when the final piece of content was produced. Oh no, that was like that was like a month. Oh okay. So like, I got the call. I got like the call starting like, um, the week of like Christmas, the week before Christmas or something like that, mm-hmm. and then the videos drop. No, the kickoff in Atlanta was January, like the second week of January. It's so, like from that to then was everything from like, you know, the talking on the phone to like getting to know each other to mm-hmm. like there's a video shoot we got to do. We got to plan it. We got to do this, blah, blah, blah. We got you know to get ready for this Atlanta kickoff and whatnot. Like it was a lot, bro. Like and it all happened like this. Like Nike works. <laughs> like, bro, like, <laughs> like it's, clockwork. It's we don't crazy, got no time to waste. There's money was, to be made. It was nuts. And like. At the same time, I knew they were developing the program. Like, right. Like, I can tell, like, when they first sent me the information of, like, oh, this is what the program is about, it was hella vague. Like, I can tell they just did it. Like, they were still making changes as, like, we were going. Like, it was nuts, bro. But it was honestly the best thing. Yeah, but what was the overall program getting to? So, the program is still going. It's a six-month program from, like, January to whatever six months is, like, June, July, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's about, like, empowering young leaders, young African-American leaders who are doing like, great things in their community. So it's not just about, like, you know, me getting the video and, like, you know, fancy, like, it looks cool. Like, I get, you know, a good, like, visibility. But like, I actually have, like, a mentor from Nike mm-hmm. who we, we each get a mentor from Nike who we partner with, and they kind of help us with our, like, initiatives. So my, my mentor, he works in a Nike headquarters here in New York. Shout out to Jimmy. Um, so, like, I meet with him often, and then I know, like, a lot of people in the office as well, like, who I talk to and, like, just try to help me get stuff going. Um, so, it's not, like, just, like, oh, we got this video, like, let's share these young black kids or whatever just to, because it's Black History Month. Like, they're actually, like... They're actually working behind the scenes. Yeah, and it's not just Nike. Like, there's... there's They so pulled so in unique. another nonprofit mm-hmm. um, called Triple Threat, which, which their aim is to, like, develop young leaders. So, like, they do these kind of, like... Um, it's not like surveys. It's like uh, these like different like exams for like leadership development and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um, so I've been working with them, talking to them. Like they've been giving me advice on like starting a nonprofit, which you know, I'm, I'm planning to do with Inspo. Um, it's very like it's dope, bro. Like it's dope, and I think it's it's one of those things that like you have to, you as like the member, like as a participant, you have to like be the one to take advantage of it. Like, take the initiative to, to like, see that. Yeah, you get like if you don't take the initiative, like. Like okay, like you're you're a Nike Future Varsity like member. You mm-hmm. got six months like connected to a mentor who works at Nike. You got connections to this nonprofit who is you know doing great things. You got people that you met like and networked with like during that weekend. Like I know a ton of people, bro. Like it's insane. Like the amount of people I met who were just like willing to help. Mm-hmm. But like it's like if you don't take the initiative, bro, that's then you're you. just wasting it. Like that's all you. That's all that on you. And so like I'm just. I'm literally just trying to, you know, tap into everyone. Like that's that's all it is right now, um, for these six months. But I think it won't just be six months. I think it'll be. It'll continue. Yeah, because like I got some good relations with the people there. That's like, great. Yeah, I'm, I'm glad that once the big brain are hooked onto you guys, they're not just using yeah, and like and they're actually involved in helping you. Sure, it's easy for somebody to just take your likeness and just for sure and not do anything afterwards and not follow up. Yeah, like I mean, the video for me was that was that was super. That was like ridiculous. Like, that that was a wild moment. Mm-hmm. Did you get you, did you guys did you guys get the opportunity to meet Paul George? Or? Nah, I didn't. I didn't get to meet Paul George. Like some people got flown out by like to go see LeBron play. Like if they had KD, they got flown out to see KD play. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't meet Paul George or anything. It was 
it was more so Paul George is using his you know voice as the athlete to like share this story to share that, like, to use his platform to, to yeah, share the story yeah which like Maybe. which I respect and like I appreciate uh, Paul George for doing that because you know you don't have to you know do that as a you know, person of that celebrity status but like again like I knew that video was just going to be like what it was like a moment mm-hmm. right like I didn't see it as anything other than that like even though I'm happy that like you know it happened but I knew I had to like like the biggest thing for me was like the network that I have like yo I got people who can help me make shit happen like right like it's it's up like like and, and on top of that just fell into your lap almost. bro like it's, it's it just landed like, like, it just fell like all the you guys actually pulled up you guys, you guys proved that you could do something. Like that's and that's bro, that's what it is, bro. Like everything, everything just fell into place. Like like I, all the resources were given to you once you proved yourself, bro. Like I I preached this when we were at the the kickoff. Like like yo, like I like we used what we had and we showed like what we can do. Like the next step for us was like yo, we need resource. Like we need like how do we take this to the next level? And, like, mm-hmm. It just literally just came left field and it was like like I I just got to do it now. Like, there's like no excuse, honestly. At this point, there's no turning back. Yeah. Well, I mean, it was never, it was never no turning. Yeah, back. it was never no turning back. But um, yeah, bro. Like, like the day the video dropped, like I was studying for an exam. Also, <laughs> like, like yo, so always in the last. Bro, and I tell you, like this whole program, like that whole like four weeks or whatever, was the wildest like time of my life. Like, like when I got the when the video dropped, I was studying for a thermal exam, mm-hmm. and like I'm literally studying or not. Like it's two hours before this exam, and like. My phone just started like going Blame. off. Like I'm going like crazy. I'm like, oh shit, this is it. <laughs> I'm like, yo, I'm like, yo, this is it. Like, bro, I was the last one too. To get like, the, I don't to, know if you know. followed the other stories, but like, everyone's video I, had yeah, dropped. Yeah, ironically, I didn't. I didn't see the other stories. I only saw you. Yeah, all the other, all the other uh, participants' videos had dropped, and like, I was just like, mine was just getting dragged out, and I'm like, they gave me, they gave me a date before that it was gonna drop, and mm-hmm. I'm like, I'm like anticipating it to happen. It doesn't happen. They're like, okay. They're like, no, tomorrow. I'm like, oh shit! Tomorrow it's got to be the day. It didn't happen. Uh-huh. And then it's like on the third day. I'm like, yo, what's up? Like, I'm grateful for everything. Like, like, but y'all said like, what's up? Y'all you promised know? me something. Yeah. And I, like y'all, re- what's up? Y'all, yeah. y'all reneging already? And then they drop. And then the time when I'm like, I'm just over it. Like I gotta study for this exam. Like I can't. Like I'm over it. Like. And of course, that's when it dropped. That's when like, it finally I'm hit. Like, Fuck, I can't even focus. <laughs> you think you think post grad is you gonna focus on like pursuing your own career? <clears throat> um, or, would you, or would you put more energy towards um, getting Ispo off the ground? I, it's gonna be it's gonna be the same how it is now. Like I gotta live these. I gotta live in both. Like I can't. Like me, I can't. They have to coexist for me. Mm-hmm. Like I can't choose one or the other. I think they're both equally just as important. Mm-hmm. But I feel like for me as a person, like. Uh, at least for everyone, like we're all entitled to, you know, pursue our own personal aspirations. Mm-hmm. But for me, I think, you know, returning the investment that I got from, you know, my community, like people around me, like that's just as important to me. And like I have to allow those to coexist. So like doing, you know, my personal inspiration, aspirations in like the field that I talk about, like functional fabrics and smart textiles, innovation. Like I got to do that along with the Inspo stuff. And I think everyone in the in the team kind of does that as well. Like we're all, we all have our own personal you know goals and like careers and stuff. But we all come together for the sake of Inspo and the mm-hmm. community. for a bigger cause. Yeah, for sure. As far as like wearable product products go, yeah. What would you say is your favorite type of wearable product? Uh, like in terms of like like the like in that field that's like out now. Anything out now or anything that you, oh, you know sneakers. that's coming out or I love sneakers, anything, bro. What, like, what, what, what's your favorite sneaker? What's my favorite sneaker? Um, 
I love the ones that have one right now. Just Air Max. The Vapor Max. I, 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 I never I never tried on a pair of Vapor Max. I love they're pretty they're pretty nice, bro. And like I'm, I'm, I'm gonna keep it a stack. I saw the um I saw like the way that the air bubble was designed and it looked it didn't look as sturdy. It look as sturdy. Yeah, as um as regular as regular Nikes. So I, yeah. I wasn't really feeling it. <laughs> I like I like the free ones a lot though because they just I feel like I'm walking off sunshine. Yeah. Like are you a runner? Right Somewhat. Somewhat. Like, Somewhat. But my feet yeah. are like my feet are kind of flat. Yeah. So I like I like just to have that like that breathability and comfortability yeah. just. To feel sure. like I'm just walking without any shoes on sometimes. But yeah, I think sneakers and shoes are probably my, my favorite product. And I'm interested to see, like, where they go in, like, the future of, like, you know, with all the innovation that's happening. Right. We, we already see that you can adjust uh, sneakers, yeah, like, sneakers with apps and I feel like that's, like, like, that. like and, people have been talking about, like, self-lacing for a while. Like, okay, that's that's cool. But, like, what what else can we do? You know what's funny? I think, I think sometimes with humans, we want to try something out so bad that we just got to try it. Yeah. Even if is, we know, even if we know, it's probably not gonna hit. Yeah. We just gotta try it to see I, if it that's hits. That's respectable. And exactly, and it's respectable. And I think, I think that's so that's one of the things that's gonna happen with like with like the self lacing sneakers. I think yeah. very soon we're gonna realize it's just. I mean, at the same time, even though very soon we'll realize that it, it may not be the best option. Yeah. At the same time, I can also see a scenario where people are like, yo, this is just way more efficient than me ever having to bend down and tie my sneakers again. <laughs> but how far are we gonna go, man? Like lace them up with your with your own hands. You know what it like, is too. I think, like, I think you, it's you, a matter of fashion at that point. I think oh, I, I think fashion is gonna step in at some too, point yeah. and say, yo, listen, I know y'all don't like tying your shoes. I know y'all rather be lazy, but this just doesn't look good. I feel you. I like tying my shoes, man. I want I need my kid to learn how to tie his shoes. Like, I want him to not learn how to tie his shoes. <laughs> That's a fact. In the in the, in the when, like with, for the people who pose the fun, the function versus fashion argument, yeah. right? Do you think that either one of those um, t- takes over in the, in the um, in that field of innovative um, wearable technology? Do you I think, think that? I think there will be products in both. Like there's there's gonna be a lot of products that will just you know be about the aesthetic of it, like versus it being like really functional and very integrated. Mm-hmm. I think I'll fall fall on more of the function side, like making sure like you know it actually works as well as supposed to, and it's like well integrated. It's, like seamless it's it's good um that's kind of what i'm more about um in terms of like that space of wearable technology what would you say is some of your favorite products that you've worked on so far in the lab uh one i can't even say true say i can't even talk about i don't, I don't know what i can and cannot talk about <laughs> that's also why i, no, I respect really it talk. that's when it comes to like, the specifics of the projects like uh-huh. I, I have like signed some non-disclosures and so I can't really talk about the project that I'm working on. Right? So yeah, that's, that's how you know you you, you yeah, do but some top. I would say my top, um. So I have a shit. senior I have a senior design project with like uh like my group at Drexel. Mm-hmm. Um, we're working with one of the technologies in the lab. It's, it's like it's a capacitive touch sensor, but it's like all fabric based. So it's like a like a sensor. Like think about like a trackpad. Mm-hmm. Um, it can determine like the change in capacitance like in your finger. Like that's how that trackpad works. It's a capacitive-based sensor. So, like... For example, as I'm going fast like this, the mouse gets bigger. Or yeah, I, like, you see, like, it's it's moving as you move your finger. Like, mm-hmm. it's it's your finger that allows it to act, like, to make it work, right? Your mm-hmm. finger, that's capacitive. And so, like, we have that, but it's all fabric-based. It's so, like, my team is working to make that, like, a, a modular system of, like, fabrics that can control, like, let's say a media system or video games and stuff like that um it's that's another one of those things that really hard to explain like it, you'll just have to see you it have to see it yeah, to understand yeah. it because yeah. from what it sounds like to me is like it's like because because i'm trying to figure out when would something like that be necessary 
Yeah, like there's. Yeah. I mean, for our for our purpose, it's it's showing the. It's showing how the technology that you know that they that we've developed in the lab mm-hmm. how it can be used in different scenarios. So like, it can be used as a system in, let's say, a car interior. It can be used as something you know for in video games. It can be used in. And music and so on. So that's what we're trying to demonstrate with our project is like, you know, we have this fabric technology and we're expanding the technology. We're like and showing some use case for it. But we're doing it within music. So we're trying to make like a fabric MIDI device. Um that's way we're working on. Yeah, yeah. A fabric MIDI device. So would it would it would it kinda of be like an instrument? So or, so, so to like speak? it right right now we're working on having like a keyboard set up. Mm-hmm. Like I think it's gonna be twenty five keys. That's the I think that's the smallest one, twenty five keys. Um, so we're trying to set that up to where it can just be like just a like flat piece of fabric that is connected to has two connectors that goes into like the the the, the electronic module, mm-hmm. and that's what allows it to connect the computer and, and output the sounds. But then also have like it's like that's like one fabric, and have another fabric that can be for like the sliders and the adjustments that you make for you know to changing your sounds and whatnot and right different like modules that are just all fabric based and just showing that like you know this te- technology is not just a one like button one sensor kind of thing but it can work as like a whole system I you can, just gotta see it, it <laughs> now really, I, have, I have an idea what you're trying to say i could definitely yeah, see a like, world where like everything is just like touch sensitive yeah, like, I, so I could definitely see that. I'm, I'm not. It, it took me some time to warm up to the whole like to the whole fingerprint thing when iPhones came oh, out. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And after a while, I got used to that. <laughs> face print. I'm but never. Now, I'm never. I don't know about the. face But then now thing, they though. took it off. Like what the, the touch ID? Yeah, on the new phone. Oh, on the, yeah, exactly. That's what I'm saying the face. Yeah. I don't know about the face ID. I'm not like. You know, like now you're trying to take my whole. You're trying to my, uh, monitor my my, my bones. Yeah. Stuff. I don't know. I, don't know I like about I that. like the touch sensing button. Like but that. like t- touch touch a touch sensation world. I can I can live with that. Apple is hella brute force with their shit. Like. Oh, dear. They just throwing it at you, and for and the way yeah, they like, have us in the headlock, it's like once they throw it at you, we're gonna take it. Like Bluetooth, like, not about to like, y'all not about to have these audio jacks no more. Like straight up Bluetooth in these <laughs> new phones, like that shit is fucked up. You and they still, and they still did not go down. We all had to, we all adjusted. Then they took off all the the, the inputs on the side of the laptop and the new one. The, you got the newer one version one. of the Macs don't have USBs. Bro, it's stupid. You gotta have so you get the Mac, right? So they get to brag about like, yo, this is the thinnest laptop ever. But yo, y'all took out every fucking thing on there. So we took out everything that makes it an actual computer. Yeah, so you, of course it's gonna be thinner. <laughs> and then we gotta buy the extra dongle that connects to the other extra that dongle. And then I gotta put in my other wire, my other cord to go into that to get my USB to my external hard. Like, it's just, it's just drag. I'm gonna keep it a stack. I don't see myself upgrading from this MacBook ever. I had this for like. The but at the same years. time, like I'm this still. Is, be, I think this is the most valid one. Right, I feel you. But at the same time, I'm still be buying Apple products, so it's like that's a fact. Even though Apple, <laughs> a a, Apple's about to run its course, though. Give it like five more years. I think Apple's done. Apple's done. I don't know, man. I think I think there's no, there's nothing more for them to really do. True. Like I think they I think they already maxed out the well. It wouldn't as far as iPhones go. I think there's nothing more for them to do as far as iPhones. Yeah, I don't go. know what I, don't I think know they what. maxed that out already. So I don't know what other field or industry they're gonna tackle. Like you know, history repeats itself. We about to pull out some more flip phones and stuff like that. Like, Yo, I could see that. I could see the flip, like I could see flip phones making a comeback with touchscreen yeah. in some way. Honestly, I remember like like a couple years ago, like we were in high school, or whatever. Like all the new phones was coming out, and mm-hmm. I was mad hyped to get them. Like, nah, I need that the day it drops. Now I'm just like, I, Yo, really, I don't know how they got me I, back in the day. Yeah, no, I think I feel like back then they were actually making like strides. But also Steve Jobs was alive. True. But 
But bro. now it's like I really don't care about the new updates anymore. Like, yo, I don't like. I'm so comfortable with this current phone. Yeah, I got that, the seven plus, bro. I'm I got the eight plus. It's then the my same shit, thing as the seven plus. My shit got portrait mode on the back, not on the front, but it's all good. I don't take selfies <laughs> like that. Y'all really, yeah, it's crazy. Yeah. I don't really use my front camera either, so I, yeah, I found yeah. a. I, I, the portrait mode and the front camera could have been something else for me in my phone. Like I don't really oh, use yeah, the sure front camera like, with that. But with this iPhone eight plus, is val- like it's a valid size. It still has the home button, and I don't see oh, yeah, any other reason for me getting. Yeah, yeah. yeah I, it still it still hasn't. I don't see a reason for me getting a new phone. So at this point, it's like I don't know. Apple really has to like wow me. I feel you. I got the iPad. I do want a new iPad. Pencil. I just broke my pencil. That's a whole other story. <laughs> now the pencil, the pencil is definitely way for artists. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and for I, I use it for school too, like, stuff like that. That's my notebook. Like I don't no more paper. Wait, books. so you you write on the iPad? Like, yeah, as I write if or you're type. Taking notes. Yeah, I can record audio too. So like, say the professor's lecturing, I can record audio and take notes at the same time. Oh, you're definitely a better student than I was. Oh yeah, because I, I, I got I got to survive, bro. The idea, the idea, even um, the idea of even recording the, the, the professor's lecture never crossed my mind. Like, say, like I'm taking notes, and I record it all at the same time, and like I get back home, I need to study a certain like a note that I wrote, mm-hmm. and like I can play the audio and touch that spot that I wrote, and it'll go specifically to the audio that's being that was recorded when I was writing that. What? And I'll press play. This is the new iPad. Yeah. Then I press play, and it'll show me writing it as it's playing back the audio of like what was being recorded. What? Bro, like, yo. Bro, the tech is here, man. We gotta use it, bro. <laughs> yo, bro, I was it. funny. Yo, I don't know. I, I'm, I'm, I always say this, bro. I, I just feel like tech is wavy, tech is cool, but I don't yeah, know how far it's gonna go. I feel you, like, just got, you just gotta dig it, man. You gotta find the good tech, and leave the bad tech, you know. Because I feel like I feel like what, I feel like what humans are doing, we're, we're finding more, we're finding newer and newer ways to yeah. be relying on it. You know what I mean? So yeah, it's like, how far are we willing to go with it? Like, yeah. how reliant are we willing to, go, to to be on this thing? Yeah, I feel like that energy should be put into sustainability and saving the world. But that's a whole other story as well. Like, humans fuck up this whole world already. Like, how can we use tech to save the world? That's good. That's, 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 I mean, I'm just saying, like, I'm saying the energy we put into new innovation and tech should be put into other things. Put into sustainability and climate change and all the other shit that can really kill us. But I think, you know what it is? For some people, it's kind of like, not only are those issues probably too big in their eyes, but they're also too real. Some people don't want really, to don't really want to face the the, the um oh, yeah, face the fact. truth that you know until our, our shit, actual climate exactly until shit hit the fan. Like, 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 why would you want to face that? Twenty twelve should have really happened, so niggas can wake the fuck up. <laughs> <laughs> like, hey, for real, like I was nah. that's a like, I was I'll, talking about I'll, this the other day. Twenty twelve, like what was it December twenty first? Like at a certain time, December twenty second. I was looking like that, out yeah. my window, like, <laughs> like yo, where's this tidal wave coming from? Like where is that, bro? Like. Some shit really should have happened on 2012. Like they should, they should have made some shit up. Yo, it was quiet for that. We're never gonna be able to predict anything. We're never gonna be able to predict the end of the world. Nothing like that. It's just gonna happen. Yeah, that's the problem. Humans always think we could. We humans think we in control. Yeah. We got the ones that's fully in control. We gotta accept that. I mean, one thing we are in control of is the whole fuck up that like with, of the world and the environment. Definitely, like, but we don't want to. We don't want to take responsibility for that either. We don't want to take responsibility for that either at all. This shit's, shit's crazy, man. It's. it's my my thing with the my thing with the, what I'm fucking up the world is specifically when it comes to like when when it comes to like environmental protection and stuff like that. Yeah. The topic that I'm biggest on is like forest forest the protection of the forest because mm-hmm. we need trees. You yeah. feel me? Trees is what trees are our main source of oxygen. Yeah. So it's like just destroying um forests to create homes for people or destroying forests yeah, to create lumber. It's a tricky topic because it's like yo we dead ass need that lumber we dead ass need that wood. Yeah. But I feel like the way the the um the amount of forests is and the amount like of mileage that we're yeah. destroying is crazy. Like, yeah. 
for sure. Like it's cra- and, and the time it takes for you to go re- not rebuild. I'm not, we can't rebuild the forest. Yeah. The time it takes for you to regrow that forest, it's, it doesn't really match up to the amount of time that. Oh yeah, for sure. It takes to to destroy. Yeah, the way the time it takes to fuck up the world is not as. It's not nearly as slow as the time it takes it. To, to fix it. So and it's like we're running out of time to fix it. So exactly. Like, so this this something that you gotta jump ahead of right honestly, away, bro. Like you know how niggas get called in for jury duty. Like niggas need to call in for some earth hours, bro. Like <laughs> that's a, they need to be called in for some earth hours, bro. Like <laughs> yeah, that's a valid point. <laughs> that's a valid idea. Nah, that's that. Yeah, pitch that to somebody. That's a good nah, idea. Nah, for sure. Like because at the end have, of the day, we it's like this is all this is our home. You feel bro, me? Bro, like, like this should like, be niggas should have Earth hours every month. Like <laughs> <laughs> mandatory Earth service sure. hours. Go go clean up the ocean. Go clean up that that train station. Go clean up. You know, go refix a garden. Go all that shit. Like clean out everything, bro. Like nah, some people don't even realize. Well, you know what it is too. Like you gotta think about think about the kid that like that never left a city. Like he oh he oh, he, yeah, he spent. Yeah, yeah. He or she spent their, their entire yeah. life in a big city. Yeah, like, that's the thing. Like, people are also ignorant, too. Like, there's no... There's not enough talk on it. Like, there's no social media blowing up about, like, yo, climate change is, like... Not shit it. that's really it's, happening. I'm jacking like, it is, but we just not focus on that. Exactly. It's not as mainstream as, like... Meantime, meanwhile, we just we on we on shade room being outraged about. Yeah, I was about to try to bring up some kind of mainstream like topic. <laughs> yeah, we, we about to be we, we on shade room. What's, what's the latest? What was the latest hit? Like um, the latest news hit? I don't know. Like I would have. Yes, Jules, that bitch. Like, yo, no funny shit. I never really knew who she was. Like neither. I never really like I always heard her name, but I never really knew, she, knew who she was. Just like how niggas don't know about climate change. Like, <laughs> <laughs> like, That's what I'm saying. Yo, like, <laughs> Like we need, we need some, be on the, I'm sorry, sorry, people be focused on the wrong things. That's like, what I'm saying. We need some. Some outrage. of these topics are too real for people right. to, to really want to pay attention to them. I'm like, saying, people really, talk about fuck 2012 should have really happened <laughs> to so, wake niggas up, wait, to shake the surface. Wait, like like the time when I'm couple was it was it last year when the when the when the um explosion happened in Queens, everybody got scared oh, yeah, for a night. Like, and then it's just for a day. And, and it was for a day, and after that's that's the thing with the with with the area that we live in, things to get. Yeah, we'll get attention for a day, and then after that, we'll shoot. I'll be yo, I'll be happy if climate change get a day, bro. Like, like, can we get a day at least of like people? So the thing with climate change, up. climate change always, climate change and climate control always turns into a bigger political issue. Yeah, I feel like it always turns into a political. Yeah, it gotta get a lot of people specific. Stay, a lot of people stay away from that. Yeah, it gotta be specific because if it's too grand, people are gonna be like, damn, like I can't as, really as do think most things that. in our in yeah. our society. It's like a lot of these conversations always find a way to end up taking a political turn, and people just yeah, and then people stay away from it. People like all right, so. I see this is a problem. What do I, how do I fix it? And there's no direct answer. Like that's the thing, though. I say it's, it's it's the it's the responsibility of the leaders because, like you said, a lot of people are ignorant. A lot of people just yeah. don't know how to go about things. So it's responsibility of the leaders to be able to lead people in that direction. To be like, yo, yeah. this is what needs to be done. This is what you should do. This is how you can help. So on and so forth. But when you got insecure leaders, and yeah, the Trump leaders only it. really believe in themselves. It's it's quiet. Yeah, Trump ain't it. Yeah, it's just yeah, come on, Trump ain't. As a matter of fact, Trump was our twenty twelve. He was, he was what? He was a twenty twelve. He was a twenty twelve. Like he was the the, the the tsunami that pulled up. He was the uh, he was the, the the grand force that pulled up <laughs> Yo, and woke everybody crazy. up. Nah, that's fact. In a, to an extent, to a certain extent. Yo, I got a crazy story about because like the, so like the, when the election happened, I was studying abroad in Hong Kong. Mm-hmm. So like I'm seeing the whole shit from a complete different different perspective. cultural perspective. What was that like, when, bro? When that was why a, he was in Hong Kong. That was the wildest shit of my life. How like, did they react over there? Bro, they were just as into it as we would be in America. It was really? wild, bro. Like when I tell you, like when I tell you, I really got to see that America is a world power. Like we really are a world power. Like people were just as like fear fearful of like what's to come in the next four years as they're in Hong Kong and this is happening across the world. Like, mm-hmm. like 
they were like I was on campus like going home to my dorm and whatnot and like I'm walking by seeing everyone sitting there on the computer they got the the map of the states up with the red and blue like they're watching bro like in China in in Hong Kong bro like, I'm walking past lecture rooms they got it projected on whatever they like all the TV screens in the lunch area got like the election on and whatnot and I'm like yo this is crazy and then like the the, the election happened and like damn like. America really fucked up. Like, <laughs> like America really baited like, that I'm, one. I'm over here in a different country, and I'm like, you know, I'm American. I gotta. It's crazy because we don't, you don't, you don't, you don't realize how how much influence America has around oh, yeah, the world until like, you go somewhere else to sure. see it for sure. Like, see it firsthand. That was super wide, like eye opening. Um, and like I just remember, like the next, like the next day after the election, like, um, like just walking the hallways and like I'm obviously an American like mm-hmm. first of all I had my big ass fro out there I didn't have a barber so like my fro was my fro was out there I'm obviously American and I'm obviously black <laughs> right and like people are like looking at me and like and like shame like yo how y'all let this happen? like I literally, <laughs> some of the friends that I made out there was like yo how y'all let this happen like like are you guys like what's going on like what you gonna do like whatever mm-hmm. I'm like the fuck you mean what am I gonna do like, <laughs> I don't even know what I'm like, doing like, like what you mean like, <laughs> like I'm trying I, to get yo, this bro, degree I had professors asking me like yo like yo like how y'all let this happen like shit like that I'm like yo what is how going? is this my fault like yo, how am I like, the advocate for the whole country all of a sudden bro and I was like yo like that shit was it was weird bro like, it's, it's funny because right after that well, not right after that. Well, actually, no. Yeah. One of the first things that happened in his presidency was was the whole situation between him and China, and we stay still going through a China, um, a trade war yeah. of the U.S. and China. Yeah, that that stuff. I mean, I don't, I haven't kept up with, I don't keep up with much of it, which is kind of a bad thing. I mean, also, I feel like I feel like we're at the age where we can get away with not keeping up with it, but at the same time, we're yeah, I should be responsible. Where it's like, where we got to be more responsible. Yeah, I don't want to just be one of those people who are like, yo, I don't follow politics. I mean, I don't as much, but like. I want to be responsible enough to where I follow it, like, and am aware of like the current climate and stuff. But I just, I just don't like. I just that energy is just not in me to like put out. Like, it's for real, bro. Yeah, that's all, man. Now it's like yo, I re- I recognize yeah. that I don't follow it, and I also recognize that I should follow. Yeah, it. Yeah, I want to be responsible. But the way that it's like, covered is a little bit. I don't. If it's not I don't. Really know, I don't know how to cover it without the internet, and the internet is like the internet gives you a lot of bullshit, bro. And I'm just like, I don't want to. It's a lot of energy to sort through all that shit. It's sad. Mad like, shit to sort through. That's also what they. That's also what, what they, they want. want. You to think, exactly. Right? They also want us to feel that way. Like yo, to find like, it's a lot, man. It's a lot. I don't know. I don't know how. I don't know how adults do it. Like I'm talking about like, yeah. older. I don't know how they do it. Like the older folk. Like that's always like there's people who know, who watch CNN. Cause yeah. CNN loops kind of like ESPN loops. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, like people yo, who watch yo, CNN. Yo, the news ways. twelve loops, bro. Be the worst. <laughs> oh my god. Yo, the news twelve loops be the worst. Like, I remember back in high school, like I remember, like I remember, I was just hyped. I was only time I fucked with the loops was when one time like Bannerker was like on the, the news twelve and like mm-hmm. that shit was looping hella quick, and I was like, yeah, I fucked with that. <laughs> like, after, after that, nah, I hate news twelve, bro. The same shit. Nah, I definitely hate the news loops. Yeah. Nah, so in closing, a couple of questions, a couple of few questions about yeah. Expo. What are you guys? I know you guys. You said that um, the program with Nike. Theoretically, yeah. ends in June. Theoretically, I'm saying theoretically because yeah. I'm speaking into existence that that's not going to continue to work with Nike in the future. What are your some What are some of your goals for We Are Inspo? All right, so for the rest of the year. Yeah, so Inspo Expo, Inspo Trexpo. I don't know how we put it. It's the third Inspo Expo. We have <laughs> Inspo, Inspo, Inspo Trexpo, Inspo Trexpo. Like we've been coming up with mad different ways of saying it. You just get basically with yeah, the spoke. Yeah, we just, there's so many ways we put. We got to stay on brand though. You got to yeah, stay on brand. Yeah, but like um, Inspo. Expo three, the third Inspo Expo 
is going to be July 27th, 2019, which is a Saturday. Um, it's always been a Saturday. It's always been at the end of July. And this is going to be our event since the whole deal with, you know, Nike and whatnot. Mm-hmm. Um, we have a date set. We don't have, I mean, we're working to make everything else set. Like, it's going to be, it's going to be a buzzer beater. But like, I'm putting the energy out there that we can make it happen. So, um, yeah, Inspo Expo, July 27th. Um, by the time you hear this, um, hopefully, you know, shit's going to be official, official. But it's official right now. And, and where can the people follow you guys on social? Uh, we dot r dot inspo. Um, you should be able to spell that. Um, that's where we mostly have our stuff right now. We kind of just stay on Instagram at the moment. Um, but you can follow me on Instagram as well, Keith X Taylor. Um, I think you can spell that too, but not K E I T H X T A Y L O R. Keith, definitely a pleasure. Appreciate you coming on the show, man. Sure, bro. Long time no see. It's a fact. You've been listening to the King Belly Podcast. You can follow the King Belly Pod on Instagram and Facebook. You can subscribe to the King Belly Podcast on SoundCloud, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and Google Play. Your support is greatly appreciated.